Listeners, it's time for our retrospective look at season two of Lost. And what we have exciting thoughts on season three. This is episode number 48 of Previously on Lost. And because it's episode number 48, it just means it's episode 48, nothing special, except for the fact that we have three very special people here to talk to you about season two. And that is myself, Mike, Corey, and Steven. How are you guys? Doing I'm doing well. great, brother. No, I'm, tr- I'm trying to let go. <laughs> trying to let go of the Desmond accent. I've just been like thinking. No. Desmond has just been on my mind so much. So because he's such doing a well. popular character. Good. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. I'm glad you guys are doing well. And uh, so, kind of give a little illustration of what we're going to do in this episode. We're not going to do as far as uh, as far as we think uh, a ton of stuff. We're just going to kind of give our top three of season two. Our our favorite three stories or characters or whatever of season three. Then we're going to jump down and do – we're going to kind of spitfire our top three of season three, what we look forward to in season three um, and, 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 and what we are excited to dig into. So does anybody have any thoughts before we go on into our uh, look at season two once again? Now let me just uh, enter in the numbers here. Four, eight, one last time. Fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three. What was it? Forty-three, forty-two. One, forty, something like that. <laughs> Execute. All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Good. All right, here we go. Top three for season. I mean, top two for season, uh, or top three for season two. What do you got? Um. Corey. Uh, yeah, crap. Did I just delete our whole <laughs> note? He just deleted the note. How great was that, everybody? <laughs> when I was typing out, fake typing out the numbers, I deleted all of our notes. <laughs> Good thing I know the Apple undo key. So. Oh my. Good. Uh, so for me, you know, pretty simple. I mean, I know this is is this cheating in a way, but like. I just said the hatch arc because like this was something yeah. set up in season one and I think it's completely fulfilled for like the mystery of season one. I think that it's totally satisfied. Like it's an amazing location. It's just a memorable television. Like people know the hatch, the swan, and they set up this whole mystery of like, what is it? Like, is it real? Is it not real? Like, how does this, relate to the rest of the island this this dharma crew like with the others and just like specifically the story of the drama involving the hatch um lock his his struggle with it um jack's involvement and then bringing echo in and then getting the uh the answers to kind of the background in the finale that we just talked about recently you know, Desmond's whole backstory. Just, I think it's such a well put together story. Like the hatch doesn't, there's not like a lot of, there's not really plot holes with the hatch. Like the others, there's a lot of good stuff that we're going to get about the others next season, 
But I do think that there's a lot more like holes or like, like things that aren't really explained with the others. Like, oh, wait, they're kind of good. I thought they were evil. Like, but the hatch is just like so well designed. It's such, such yeah. a unique. It's like a very original thing. So just the the story of the hatch and the button specifically. Yeah. Uh, Any do you comments have, on that, or I'll keep I mean, going? I mean, I think it's I, th- I think I think you're accurate. I mean, it's it's it was one of the highlights of the season. I mean, everybody wanted to know after season one what was in the hatch, and in season two we kind of dug into that quite a bit. It's so cool to think, you know, this it all started back in season one where you know Locke and uh, Boone kind of go off on their own and throw a flashlight drop a flashlight and you get hear this clank and how that story developed from there to here and and the highs and lows of losing boone and trying to get in the hatch and then all the way to the answers we got in the finale yeah i I couldn't agree more great great story arc yeah all right do you have a do you have another one uh cory yeah the other one i would say i just kind of put is like the prisoner story you know henry gale ben linus i i think that there's a there's like a five to six episode chunk there between when they capture him to when they after they figure out who he really is and you know his his escape too but but really up until when they figure out who he is like that chunk of episodes is so good like the the mind games between Locke and ben and and Jack and just all of that stuff is just I think that he steals the show, uh, Michael Emerson, and it just it completely changes the course of Lost as we know it because he's so good. So like that is one of the best, and it, it's so intense. Like you're as the Hatch storyline starts to kind of like fade in importance, like it's like he's starting to get a little um you know stale bam henry gale it just like injects so much energy into the season so yeah that that arc is fantastic i think maybe i know you kind of mentioned uh ben a little bit in yours too mike but uh you guys any any thoughts on that i mean i think we all all agree that henry gale was such a great thing to happen to lost absolutely yeah, I think so too. Um, I think he, I think we, 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 we needed a Henry Gale, and I think he's exactly what we got uh, for 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 when we got him for sure. So, um, be, be, before before him, you know, we had Ethan. You know, we had our our face, our our guy who you know was kind of just pure evil. But then, you know, getting the Henry and Ben stuff really gives us the complexity to the others that we just didn't have before he came around. Yeah. Ethan is a, is a good character. He's interesting. He's weird. But if you were to put up like Ethan next to Ben, I mean, Ben is just a hundred times the quality of character. It's like, it's like a good, such a fascinating character. <laughs> yeah. Just entertaining to watch in any moment. His eyes, just what he, uh, he's all all of his lies his lies and deceit so <laughs> okay and then my last one is a little bit simpler i just put hurley and i think that i think i've mentioned this before 
Hurley, you know, he's he's at first just more of like a comic relief character, and he's always going to be good at that. But this season, they give him a lot more dramatic stuff, like going into his um, kind of like mental health history and like being in the um, mental hospital and like Dave, like we get this whole like one flew over the cuckoo's nest esque episode. And yeah, it's just it's really cool. Like they lean into this other type of drama that is really interesting and they elevate this character to a new level. And then there's like this heartbreak with him and Libby. I just think Hurley took on a much bigger uh, role in like yeah. the dramatic side of this storytelling. It's not just like, like so much of this the lost like drama can be around like love and relationships and other stuff. And this is just such a different uh, dramatic element. Uh, I mean, I know there's a love story with Libby, but like there's much more than just people, you know, falling for each other. It's much more complicated than that. So, right. Good stuff from Hurley. Really unique. Anytime it's a Hurley episode, they're like so. Uh, the, the, the food, organizing all the food, just the weird dreams. Hurley, they're always fun. That's right. That's right. All right, Steven, what was your top three from season two? All right. Um, well, I, again, I, I started watching this show in season two, and my first episode that I ever watched was a Mr. Echo episode. So I've always been a Mr. Echo fan, but I would say overall, just the tailies in general. I enjoyed the addition of the tailies, and mm. I love season two. Uh, it's it's my favorite season, and a lot of people don't rank that as, as one of their top seasons. And I personally believe the reason why is because the Tailies, you know, kind of get killed off. They're not as important later on in the show. So I feel like that takes away a little bit from how good they were when they were in the show. Um, I enjoyed Ana Lucia. I thought she was an interesting addition, um, kind of a foil to our to our people um, from when she shot Shannon. You know, the whole trek across the island. Um, Libby, the the when we see Libby in the mental institution with Hurley, that that brings a whole nother level to it. Mister Echo, of course, is just outstanding, and I am still so bummed that we don't. We will still get him in season three, but we won't get him for the rest of the show. And to me, that's still the biggest what if of the whole show. Is I just I love Mr. Echo. Anytime he's interacting with anybody, be it Locke, Jack, Charlie, he just brings so much to any scene he is in. Yeah. Um, and then of course Bernard. Um, we get we get Bernard back. You know, since the pilot, you know, we've had Rose looking for her husband. And, hey, he was there. He was there. He was alive the whole time. He's alive and well. And, you know, he's one of the characters that will, you know, hang on this show for a while uh, to the to the very bitter um, Dharma end. You know, he'll be he'll be in the show. Yeah. And beyond to the Lost reboot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. so yeah, I enjoyed the tailies. Uh, I think my my next um, moment or my next thing was just the expanding world. You know, season one was really about 
are plane wreck survivors and, you know, a little bit about the others. But this season is where we learn, you know, through these orientation films, especially we learn about Dharma, you know, we learn about, uh, you know, a little bit more about the numbers. We have the alternate reality game that, that came out where we really learned what the numbers were about. We've got the Hanzo Foundation, all these big mysteries that, you know, has varying levels of payoff. You know, some of them were paid off really well. Some of them were not. But I I think I enjoyed just how many new questions this season, you know, brings out. Um, I, I just I like the expanding world of the show this season. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I don't think people realize how difficult it is to build your own world, your own like contained universe like this. I mean, just think about how many things are rebooted and redone and, you know, Marvel, the Marvel cinematic universe, like that is, you know, 50, 70 years of, of work to, you know, the, all of this, there's so many things that, you know, it's just comic books or, or whether there's a whole book series, Harry Potter, like so hard to create your own universe. That's, that's why like so many things are rebooted and re, redone and like add on another sequel let's do another star wars another this another that because it's really hard to create something completely original like that and i think that lost like creates its own um mythology that's the word that i was looking for there like and this is like the beginning of that mythology really starting to like grow and become more detailed yeah i agree that's good that's good Anything else, Stephen? Well, and my last one was um, was Desmond and the Desmond and Penny relationship. Yeah, um, that's a good one. You know, <clears throat> from the start of the season, you know, the you know meeting Desmond in the hatch to the finale, which is really the start of this. I mean, it's one of the you know top relation, you know, on screen relationships. In you know any kind of a poll. They do on Twitter, you know, Desmond and Penny are going to be in the running to win the thing as, as far as the best, you know, TV love stories of all time. And it, you know, we, we, we get to see the start of it right here. And Desmond is just such a great addition, kind of like anytime we get a Hurley backstory, it's kind of a special episode. I feel like it's going to be that way for Desmond coming up as well. Um, we get some really interesting Desmond, you know, stories coming up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Aye. We do. Uh, as far as my three from season two, uh, a lot of this stuff's already been said, so I'm just going to kind of speed through my first two. Uh, the discovery of the Dharma Initiative uh, and, and kind of like Stephen said, the expanding of the world that it brings and and the development of, of that. And we learned there are more multiple stations and and this whole subculture that's going on when, you know, our losses are on the island that you're going to see developed even further throughout season three and four and five and and the expanse of the Dharma world, especially in season five. Um, so there was that. And my second one was Ben Linus and the others. We, we we've we heard about him in season one. And finally, you know, we heard whispers in season two. And finally, we got some, you know more connotation we're obviously going to get more here in season three of what's going on uh we understand that they're wearing fake beards and all those other kind of things we found out about in that for sure in the finale um so we got you know the ben linus and the others and then one that hadn't been mentioned one of my top three is 
Sawyer's character growth. Um, Sawyer in season one was this kind of cocky, arrogant jerk, you know, scavenger, you know, trading little things for, you know, expensive things in return. And, and, and he was all about himself, all about himself. But as you see him, you know, in in season two, yeah, he does kind of go for that where he tricks Locke and he ends up taking all the guns. Um, but you see this kind of like roller coaster of ups and downs with Locke, I mean with, with Sawyer, and you see him eventually reach this place of, you know, uh, caring for somebody else, considerate of other people, wanting to help, wanting to jump in. You know, originally he was, I don't want to be here, I'm not going to help, but now he's actually involved, and his character has grown so much in depth with connection with people. Um, and especially with the island as well. So it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen the next season with him, even though we know what's going to happen. But Sarah's, but Sarah, but Sawyer's character growth in the season was absolutely epic to me um, out of all the cast members, for sure. Yeah, so. the guy goes – he goes a long way from being like the smart-mouthed, um, basically like it's like the eye candy for the women. Uh, for you know, she's like the good-looking Southern, uh, you know, action hero type guy. Never would have thought that he would eventually become the character. You know, so yeah. developed. He goes through the ringer this season and next season between yeah. being shot, being you know on a stretcher, and he's gonna be in some cages. Like Sawyer has some rough. A uh, couple seasons here of his yeah, he's like, got some stuff growth he has to coming go through. up for sure in season and then, three, and then he gets to chill a little bit in season four. But season two and three is uh, tough on the guy. Yeah, it, the long con, one of my favorite epi- one of those, one of my favorite episodes all time. Like, not like a very important as far as like the whole story, but just awesome. I love Sawyer. So yeah, speaking of season three. Let's talk about our top three for season three. What do we expect to see? Let's see. We did Corey first last time. Steven, what are your top three that you're looking forward to coming up cross up in season three? All right. Um, the biggest thing for me is the the change in pace of the show. Is okay. Season three was, was kind of a weird one in that they had a, a writer's strike and – so they they put out these first the first six episodes, uh, you know back back then you know a show would run from fall to, to spring, um, you know with little breaks here and there. But they put out six episodes and then had a big two or three months off um, before the rest of the season came on. And I believe it was shortly after they came back that they actually negotiated the end date of the series. And you know because ABC would they would have kept it running for, you know, as, it was, the ratings were doing great, like nothing that's on TV today do, does. But, you know, they, they decided they needed to know where the end of their story was so they could map out how to get there. And, you know, so after about the first, even even in a little bit past the first six episodes, they always kind of marked the, uh, the Par Avion, the, the bird episode of Claire is kind of their, you know, their turning point where like they were kind of treading water and they didn't know how long they had to spread this thing out. And then once they got that end date set, then they could really, um, you know, zone in on finishing their story. And personally, I like the first two and a half season pace. I like a little bit slower pace. I like the longer seasons. I enjoy that. 
but um, the pace is definitely about to change, you know, midway through next season. Yeah. Yeah, and I also I think that the writers' strike affects season four more because that's what the season gets like half the episodes cut. But the it was critical. I know that you're the uh, there was that it big, might have started I, it, at that. Yeah, maybe I had maybe I had the wrong reason, but there was definitely six episodes and then a big break. That, that, that was you're kind right. Of, those, this season we'll talk about it but it's just it was infamous for having yeah like something it was like six episodes and then it'd be reruns and then it'd be like one episode then reruns and people were very confused it wasn't communicated to the fans you know there wasn't this sort of like connectivity with social media and stuff where people could get that information as quickly people would sit down to watch the new episode and be like wait this is from like season two or something like that so it was Probably the uh, some of the most frustration was from people watching this season. But we're yeah. gonna get a lot of. But that what you said is totally accurate. That frustration of the first half of the season led to them making that deal of like, hey, uh, we need to end date because we are not gonna just do this forever because the the quality will be, you know, really will really suffer. Yeah. So, anyways, I'll let you continue. Go ahead, Steven. So my next one, I guess, is just the others. Um, You know, the first season was kind of the the season of our survivors. The second season was the season of the tailies. And the third season is the season where we learn about the others. And, you know, obviously we've seen them in some ways, but but now it's really going to take off and we're going to learn a whole lot more about the others. And, um, so that, that's going to be the, the crux of season three. And that, that kind of leads to something I found interesting. It's, you know, obviously we know Jack, um, Jack, Kate and Sawyer kind of get taken to be with the others and it kind of puts Jack on the outs with, with our, with our survivors. You know, he, the, the, he gets, starts getting his, you know, he's been the leader. Everybody chose him as the leader, other than maybe Locke. Um, and, you know, we finally see people start questioning that. Like, has he been compromised? Is he sympathizing with the others now? Uh, and to me, that really makes for an interesting storytelling. We get the, the famous uh, photo of him playing catch, or they, <laughs> they see him playing catch with, with Tom, you know, that, that kind of great <laughs> awkward football throw. Um, Spikes and, it. You know, <laughs> But so yeah, that's kind of an interesting direction. I wouldn't have assumed this next season would take. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Corey, what what about you? Yeah, uh, season three is going to be so much fun. And the first thing I'll bring up is Desmond Mania because we were just talking about the <laughs> season finale and. I am 100% just all Desmond. I love you, Desmond. I love you. So it's it's going to be awesome. We have, I believe, three Desmond episodes. And they're like three of the best se- episodes of the season. There's like the one where you get the full flashback of like, you learned what happened to him. And then you learn, there's Catch-22. There's just, there's a lot of really good Desmond episodes. Yeah. Um, and this is like the height of the obsession over him 
with season three and four as well. And then he's not in it as much. But yeah, I would say, call it Desmond Mania, the blue shirt madness. Very excited about that. Uh, then I also have on here Locke's Destiny, which is my way of saying I, I love the journey Locke goes on the next season. He picks up, uh, you know, his Destiny mission and he goes off on these adventures with uh, Ben and he's going to maybe try to be part of the others. You know, we have the man from Tallahassee, which is like one of the top 10 episodes of Lost all time. So Locke really picks it up. Um, again, we get a little more fun Locke, not the depressed down Locke. And then I just put down here the the new other 10. I mean, just all the stories that come out of them trying whether it's the, you know, the uh, barracks area or it's about the people trying to get there. I one of my favorite subplots is is the I think Saeed, Kate and Locke. I guess Rousseau is with them like that little crew, like trying to get to the barracks, uh, which is, you know, what leads into the man from Tallahassee. But they it's the Enter 77, that whole episode, one of my favorite episodes of the season. So just a, a fun, like new thing for them to tackle, to like try to break in there. So love that stuff. It's good. Those are good moments for sure. Uh, so kind of going really quick through mine, uh, my top three I'm looking forward to in season three. Uh, one of them is the introduction of Nikki and Paolo and, uh, and what they bring to, them, to the story. <laughs> Man, that, I, I was impressed you could keep a straight face for as long as you did. <laughs> I know. That one, I couldn't Jeez. do it, guys. <laughs> if, if, if there was a list of the top three things I'm not looking forward to, that would definitely be on take spots one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah they just to to go back to season two for a second it's like that guy we have too many characters we better kill off libby like actually we need more characters let's bring in nikki and paul it's just what what, should have kept libby or something right i take that trade in a second uh season three then all seriousness there are are three moments i'm looking forward to uh first of all is season three episode 11 when hurley finds the dharma van um I listen. I don't know why, but that episode is my absolute favorite of the entire series. Um, I would watch that episode all the freaking time. So it's probably going to get a perfect score uh, for me <laughs> get there just because of that. I don't know what it is about it, but Hurley find that Dharma van because um, kind of like the turning point in the season for me, um, and I think a lot of the season. So that was one of my highlights. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch the episode again. Um, the introduction, the introduction of Juliet into the crew. Um, she is such an influential character in 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 the show that she she adds so much to Jack's character as well as Sawyer's character because because um, a lot of people think she in, she's just going to end up with Jack because of how the season because of how season starts. Um, but we, we understand that that's not what happens. She actually ends up with, with, with as, as a romance for Sawyer and, um, and, and I don't want to say domesticizes Sawyer, but she is the perfect balance to Sawyer's character. Um, so she, I'm, I appreciate that Elizabeth Mitchell, by the way, phenomenal actor. So I'm really glad we're going to get some Elizabeth Mitchell next season. And number three is kind of like the big one. You know, we, we have the death of Charlie, uh, in season three, the 
the one thing that a lot of people said they were never going to do, they were never going to yeah. do, but yet they said, okay, we'll watch this. And, you know, you had the infamous, you know, hand on the glass, not Penny's boat. So you have this, this person who's been, who's, who's being built up as somebody in season one and season two is, it's all about me, all about me, all about me. And he's just really selfish with drugs and, and and doing what's best for him and and wanting what's best for him and then he just he flips in season three and he becomes a selfless you know uh, 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 sacrificial kind of a guy he says hey I- I'll do it you know I- I'll do this and knowing he's not going to get out so you have the death of Charlie which is pretty big in season three and to see his character grow through the whole season is is, is really good to me so. Anything about those guys? Uh, no, I'm I'm excited. I think it's gonna be it'll be really fun. Season three is so it's just so sporadic. It, there's like Stephen was saying, you have like different these different chunks. The first six episodes, it's like their own. It's like it's like a movie, and then it goes into different stuff. So. And well, Mike, just just looking at your moments, I mean, talk about your highs and your lows. You know, you got one of the fun, you know, one of the funnest parts of the series when they are just, you know, hanging out, getting that van going, and then to the low of of Charlie's death. You know, one of the more emotional parts of the series. I mean, it, there's going to be a, a a roller coaster next season for sure. Yeah, right. And, and just yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, about. You know, well, I'll, I'll mention it when we talk about the next episode. So go ahead. Well, oh, okay. but just conclusion on season two, like I really enjoyed it. And I feel like this is like a TV, an older version of TV that doesn't exist anymore. The full 24, 23 episode season, like really takes its time to develop a, a bunch of storylines and connect them, weave them together and it's just like, yeah, old school, uh, we don't get this anymore. And now everything's 10 episodes. And it's just, it's really well done. I, one of my, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if I agree with this, but one of my friends was like, yeah, season two, that's like the golden age of Lost. Like season one and two, those were the best seasons. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. I love season three and four. I think three has up and down moments. But we're going to see another season that is like, is similar but I don't think it's it's quite as complete as like season two did such a good job of, you know, completing, you know, like I said in the last episode, these bookends of like the beginning and the end and like like completing these arcs with like Charlie and some of these other characters. Uh, and things start to get more complicated as the seasons go along. There's so many more moving pieces. They can't wrap it up quite as well as they did in season two. So a lot of credit yeah. to this season that is sorely underrated absolutely all right so next episode here we go uh we're moving out of season two and into season three next episode is a tale of two cities and uh this is they're going to start season three off with a absolute bang we're going to it's going to be a jack centric episode we're going to learn about a little bit more of jackson raveling um, with his with his with his ex-wife with Sarah, uh, we're gonna learn what happened to our losties during that moment uh, after they're captured, and we're gonna meet Carl. 
Did y'all, y'all, Carl, y'all remember Carl, right? Good old Carl. <laughs> That's that not what I thought you would ever tease. Right? I, just, <laughs> I did that so we. <laughs> no offense, Carl, but you're like at the bottom of like on the, any character list. They're like, oh, number 50, best character in Lost, Carl. Carl and the apology to Sawyer. Yeah. Um, and we're going to learn about fish biscuits and everything else like that. So, um, and uh, so join us next time when we talk about that. I could go through the whole spill about where to find us on on Twitter, but guys, if you're if you're listening to us now and we're into season, you know, coming into season three, you probably know where to find us by now. So find us, check us out, and uh, we'd love to have you join us on this journey, lost and continue with us as we dig into season three. So any more final thoughts, guys, before we uh, part ways for this time? Not for me. I'm just I'm excited. We'll see this this storyline is going to be really interesting to discuss because it's like love or hate. Yeah. uh, First chunk of season three. Yep. I just I just know since we started this journey, I I have just been waiting to find out the origin of Jack's tattoos. And I'm relieved that I think we're finally going to get some clarity on that in the next season. And Carl. Carl and Jack's tattoos, the highlights. Of I I want to know who won the 2004 World Series. That's what I want to know. I'm very <laughs> That's curious. <right>. About that. <laughs> Put some money on that mess. Oh. Anyways, hey look guys, it's been good, and uh, you guys take care, and we'll see you here next time. Peace out, everybody. See you in another life. Bye-bye.